Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now and then, every once in a very long while, every day in a million days, when the wind stands fair and the doctor comes to call, everybody lives. Yeah, this isn't that list. I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Cultures, and here are 10 Doctor Who episodes where everybody dies. 10. Turn Left 2008's Turn Left saw a whole reality go up in smoke with everyone in it. This was a world where Donna Noble never met the 10th Doctor, saved him from the clutches of the Rachnos, or eventually travelled with him. Because of his death, the events of the show were rewritten in a rather bloodthirsty way. Sarah Jane Smith and the Bannerman Road Gang? Dead. Killed on the moon in the Royal Hope Hospital alongside Martha Jones. London and everyone in it? Nuked by the crashing Titanic Starliner the Doctor wasn't there to stop. 60 million Americans killed when they turn into adipose and the Donna isn't on the scene. With the help of Rose Tyler, Donna travels back in time to the moment where she chose to turn right instead of left at a fork in the road. A decision she has to change to correct time and set the universe right. Realising that the only way to change history is to jump in front of a car, Donna sacrifices herself and destroys this reality. Waking up in the real world, the Doctor realises she's been under the influence of a reality-changing time beetle feeding on potential energy. Death toll? A whole reality. So, a lot? Nine. The Fires of Pompeii. 2008's The Fires of Pompeii saw the 10th Doctor and Donna arrive in the doomed city on Volcano Day. With Mount Vesuvius about to erupt, the Doctor has to make a decision. Does he let the Pyroviles, the hostile race invading Pompeii, live to conquer the world, or does he blow up the volcano, ensuring both the Pyroviles and Pompeii's fate? Desperate not to mess with history, the Doctor dooms Pompeii but stops the Pyroviles. In the chaos, 20,000 citizens of Pompeii and supporting characters met in the adventure, such as the Soothsayers and Lucius Petrus Dextrus, are horribly killed. When Donna intervenes and manages to convince the Doctor to save someone, he takes a quick trip in the TARDIS to rescue Caecilius and his family, the only survivors of this apocalyptic event. Death toll? 20,000, uh, minus Peter Capaldi and family, plus all the pyroviles. 8. The Doctor's Wife Neil Gaiman's seminal 2011 episode, The Doctor's Wife, is notable for humanising the TARDIS, building on almost 50 years of Who lore, and killing off its entire guest cast. Arriving at a junkyard outside of the universe in pursuit of some Time Lords in hiding, the 11th Doctor, Amy and Rory are introduced to Idris, a human murdered and hollowed out to be the vessel for the living TARDIS. Into our auntie and uncle, patchwork people made from victim body parts, a nephew, a sinister Ood. They've been living on the back of a sentient planet, House, a spooky voice with a nasty secret. The Doctor realises that the distress signals he's been following belong to Time Lords long killed by the group, harvested, used for spare parts, and their TARDISes stripped and eaten. 
Auntie and Uncle abruptly die when confronted, and House shoves the TARDIS into Idris's body in order to eat its shell. Trapping Amy and Rory in the TARDIS for sport as it consumes it, the Doctor and Idris rush to build a new TARDIS from a TARDIS graveyard and save the companions. Whilst inside the TARDIS, Rory dies, but not really, and the duo are pursued by Nephew. Materialising inside of the control room, Nephew is disintegrated. Idris is slowly dying too, her human body unable to hold the TARDIS's energy. As Idris dies, the TARDIS returns to the console and ejects House, jettisoning the entity into space. Death Toll, two patchwork people, one bitey mad lady, one Ood, one sentient planet, and a whole load of Time Lords and TARDISes. 7. Pyramids of Mars 1975's timeless classic Pyramids of Mars features a whole array of interesting supporting characters. None of them make it out alive. Arriving in a gothic priory in 1911, the fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane Smith attempt to foil a plot by Osirian war god Sutek to escape his prison on Mars and conquer the universe. In order to escape, Sutek possesses archaeologist Marcus Scarman and murders anyone who gets in his way, including Scarman's aides and his brother Lawrence. After halting Sutek's minions' attempts to blow up his prison with an Osiron war rocket constructed in their backyard, the Doctor travels to Mars to confront the villain himself. Scarman is freed from Sutek's control and instantly turns to dust, leaving the Doctor to face the madman. It isn't long until the Doctor traps Sutek in a time-space corridor, sending him screaming into the vacuum where he will apparently live for 7,000 years. Just as the Doctor and Sarah Jane leave in the TARDIS, the Priory burns down, taking away anyone who might have still been inside with it. Death Toll, eight people, a missile, and a house. 6. Horror of Fang Rock 1977's Horror of Fang Rock is an atmospheric masterpiece set in a lighthouse with an interesting set of characters and the Santaran's famous enemy, the Rutans. All of these characters, however, die. Arriving at Fang Rock in 1902, the Fourth Doctor and Leela uncover the grisly body of a lighthouse keeper. With some suspicious locals and a superstitious beast of Fang Rock on the loose, it isn't long until the Doctor's interest is piqued. As more deaths strike Fang Rock, the suspicious locals are revealed to be suspicious aliens, rutans, shapelifting gelatinous blobs hell-bent on terrorising the lighthouse. The purpose for their terror? Experimenting on the humans as tests for the never-ending war with the Santarans. The Doctor repurposes the lighthouse as a laser to fire at the mothership, but before it can activate, the rutans wipe out the remaining lighthouse keepers. That'll teach them, the fourth Doctor remarks to Leela as they escape, leaving behind a lighthouse house full of corpses. Death Toll all seven humans, plus the Rutans and their ship. Oh, and all the local fish die too. 5. The Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone 2010's reintroduction to the Weeping Angels starts with a bang, with an entire Starliner and its occupants killed in a collision with an Appalan Temple. Before long, we're introduced to the ill-fated supporting cast and the mission. The 11th Doctor, River Song and Amy Pond must accompany a group of military clerics in search of a rogue Weeping Angel in a statue-filled maze. The mission goes sideways very quickly, with the Weeping Angel snapping the cleric's necks one by one. Reanimating cleric Bob to use his voice to speak to the Doctor, the Weeping Angel assures him that the killing isn't going to stop. Making a break from the Byzantium's forest vault, the clerics soon find another threat. A crack in time that erases them from history if they step into its light. Running out of men and time, the Doctor and River try to think of a way out, and fast. Even Amy isn't coming out unscathed, with a weeping angel contained within her eye slowly forcing her to count down to her death. Finally, it's the cleric's leader, Father Octavian, for the chop. Put in a headlock by an angel, Octavian realises there's no way out. If the Doctor blinks, he's dead. He opts to let the Doctor escape, the crunch of his neck echoing around the forest. In a last-ditch effort, 
the Doctor and River mess with the ship's gravity, sucking the angels, including the one in Amy's eye, into the crack in time, wiping them from history. Death Toll, eight clerics, a whole starliner, and all of the weeping angels. Four, the Caves of Androzani. The Fifth Doctor era had an unfortunate fondness for no survivors, with his final episode, 1984's The Caves of Androzani, even killing him off too. Arriving on the deadly Androzani Minor, the Fifth Doctor and Perry face peril, countless agonising deaths, theatrical villains, and a lot of mud. Captured by a robot-building terrorist and Phantom of the Opera mask-wearing lunatic Shiraz Jek, an all-out war between Jek's crew and soldiers from the civilised twin planet Androzani Major ensues, with Shiraz Jek fighting for control and his nemesis Morgus wanting him eradicated, and the Spectrox mines being in the planet claimed, substantial bloodshed follows. As the Doctor and Perry battle their way through the caves, they face magma beasts, murderous androids, gun runners, and Spectrox poisoning. Both succumb to the deadly poison by the end of the episode, and the Doctor only has enough cure for Perry. The final fight ends in Shirazjek being fatally shot by Morgus, but managing to push his head into an extractor fan. The terrorist dies in the arms of one of his androids, and the Doctor is free to carry Perry to safety over the magma fields. With the effects of the poison killing him, he's further injured by the exploding magma planes, the same explosion that traps the gunrunners and soldiers in the caves below. Finally reaching the TARDIS, the Doctor saves Perry, but slumps into another regeneration, unable to fight the poison. Death Toll? It's a bloodbath. 34 on screen, including Sharaz Jek and everyone else on the planet. Plus, the Doctor himself. 3. Warriors of the Deep In this Cold War-inspired serial, the TARDIS team arrives underwater in 2084 and immediately gets the blame for sabotage and conspiracy by the paranoid human crew. But whilst they're all bickering, and the Doctor almost drowns, the Silurians and the Sea Devils plot to start an all-out war between the already feuding humanity. Their mission, reclaim the Earth and wipe out everyone in their path. Utilising their dreaded sea creature, known as the Mirka, the reptiles infiltrate the sea base and cut their way through the crew. With nothing stopping the onslaught, one crew member even tries to karate kick the sea creature, but instantly electrocutes herself instead. The Doctor finally manages to destroy the creature with an ultraviolet converter, but the battle's not over yet. The remaining humans realise that the only way to defeat their reptilian foes is by flooding the base with hexachromite gas, which they do. As the Silurians and the Sea Devils die, they make sure to take the rest of the crew with them either with lasers built into their third eyes, or sneak attacks from their nifty blaster guns. There should have been another way, the Doctor mutters, surrounded by a room full of bodies. Death Toll, a whole sea base full of people, all of the Silurians, all of the Sea Devils, everyone but the Doctor and friends, basically. 2. Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways 2005's Season 1 finale saw the Ninth Doctor and his companions transmatted to the Game Station, a human harvesting reality TV murder fest operated by the Daleks. Having already built a new army from dead game show contestants and exterminated the controller, the Daleks prepared for a full-scale invasion of Earth. The Doctor and Captain Jack Harkness, having saved Rose Tyler from their clutches, helped fortify the game station from the attack. The fortifications wouldn't hold, and the Daleks easily exterminated their way through the facility, cutting down the programmers, the security team, the android, and every surviving game show contestant. As they proceeded up the station, they detected potential companion Linda Moss, who was safe in the Doctor's assurance that the Daleks wouldn't get through her security door. He was technically right. They flew up the side of the station and blasted her out of a window instead. Running out of a corridor, even Captain Jack fell to the Daleks, but he would later be resurrected by a time vortex-powered Rose. She didn't think to bring life to anyone else though, as the rest of the game station's populace all died in the conflict. Rose instead turned her godly powers in the Daleks, destroying the Emperor and 40 million of its subjects. 
Finally, the last casualty of this story was the Doctor himself, absorbing the Time Vortex from Rose, unfortunately forced another regeneration. Death Toll? Taking all the Daleks and Earth's bombardment into account? Millions. Absolutely millions. 1. Resurrection of the Daleks 1984's Resurrection of the Daleks usually tops lists of Doctor Who episodes with the highest body count. Another fifth Doctor Massacre, this is regarded as Doctor Who's most violent and over-the-top episode to date. Within the first minute of the episode, seven rebel soldiers are gunned down by Dalek agents disguised as policemen. Within another ten minutes, it's another ten, exterminated whilst they try to protect a prison station holding Dalek creator Davros. When the Doctor, Tegan and Turlow are dragged into the conflict, they do little to help the situation, with the Doctor even threatening to kill Davros at one point to stop the assault. Having been imprisoned for 90 years, the Daleks finally want their creator back to help rebuild their army and find a cure for a deadly virus they've been inflicted with. Deciding to build a Dalek army loyal to him, rather than these tainted renegades, Davros releases the Movellan virus on the station and tries to escape with his Imperials. A battle between the two factions ensues until they all exterminate each other. In the climactic moments of the fight, the station self-destructs, taking the Dalek ships with it. Sick of all the killing, Tegan decides not to travel in the TARDIS again and abandons the Doctor and Turlow. Quite right. Death Toll, 70 plus on screen, the prison station and everyone on board, the Dalek ship and Tegan's appetite for travel. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.